Welcome to Atheist Junior's podcast, I Need a Minute. Uh, this week we're going to be discussing intersectionality, and to help me broach this subject, we have Kelly in the building, so you wanted me to introduce you, so there you go, you have an introduction, you don't even have to say Thank you. There you go. And Nal is here with us, who is on his phone, but he's good, he's going to talk about this. So, intersectionality has be- has been, I think, like... Are you trying to figure out what the fuck you're talking about? <laughs> has been... <laughs> That's great. That's great. Okay, Kelly, this is how we're going to start it. When you hear someone say they don't know what the fuck intersectionality is, what is your, like, what is your, like, just hot take on, like, describing it? What does it mean? Educate it? How does it affect people's lives? Okay, so intersectionality is a branch of, I guess, feminism where... You look at it from a point where, you know, people are oppressed on the basis of gender, and then you have people that are oppressed on the basis of race, Mm -hmm. and some people are oppressed on the basis of race and gender, and that's an intersection. So imagine it like streets now, if you will. This Mm -hmm. is the YouTube video. So you had one street that was... uh, basically race and then the a cross street or if you may say an intersection intersecting street was based on the sex of the person so like whereas a black person could face hold um, on so the worst thing to be is is a black gay woman yes okay yes. gotcha being a black gay woman is they will intersection i'll leave the fuck out of you the fuck out okay. of you if right, you're see, a black. or a black gay unattractive woman Oh yeah, like a yeah, like see? a. To, is is it is it PC to say to say whatever you're gonna say? I'm sure it's not. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. I mean, I'm trying to get in no trouble. But. <laughs> I know. You know, I don't do good around these sensitive. I, listen, uh, I knew exactly. I knew exactly right? where you were going with that, and you are correct. The yes. strong set. <laughs> the strong with Jordan's on. Yes, yes, there you go. The strong set of joints. Yeah. How you doing, Kelly? You good? I <laughs> have on, like, basically Jordans. Like, not Arachis. No, 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 They're no, not no, basically no. Jordans at all. I'm not anything at all. Stop trying to front. Not anyway, basically so that's, Jordans. That's where, that's kind of like what we wanted to discuss. Um, because I think a lot of times when, even with the whole uh, issue surrounding Me Too and the Aziz Ansari thing, a lot of what came up was that you had certain people on one side, like those who espouse like the virtue of the Me Too movement, 
but when they see someone like a person of color being taken down in the same way that's an example of where you could have different like belief systems and different um ways of thinking intersecting and there's a conflict within that person on like should i care about race more should i care about gender more where do i line up a line on this issue so uh we we had uh we saw and i'll put in the in the reference tracks for for this podcast where one of the first things we watched was um it was a ted talk um discussing the issue of um and the way the ted talk broke down is that it basically discussed the issue of uh black men who have been shot by police and, and face police brutality and you hear the names ring out as the speaker is saying the names and you're like the like eric garner you recognize the names immediately and then she, what she did was she started speaking about um women who were the same way victimized and brutalized and killed by the police and the people in the audience who did not know uh, the names of those women it showed an example of how you know where they could both it affected people of color but the ones who were men were garnered more attention than the ones who were women and why is that so why did the media drift in that direction why is there like a coalescence of a movement behind when black men are shot but when black women are affected you don't have that same kind of energy. Like Sandra Bland? And that's the only name they did not call. Right. So that like she ended up being like one of the more famous ones and that's the right. name they she didn't call but like when she uh went down the list of names and even I myself I, watching this as like I had I didn't no idea who any of those people were. I was googling it as she was saying. I'm like, "Oh." Hmm. Is it be- okay, but is it because of the nature uh of how many of these like take for instance Philando Castillo like that we got to see that live on Facebook the Eric Garner thing all of these things were recorded um the way the news was presented in such a sensational way does that lend to the the way that we remember it and the way it was covered and I mean could you explain it in other terms other than just well these were men so they were more important no I don't think that's what uh the speaker was saying or what I'm saying I'm saying that because even in the case right so those instances you mentioned had videos, so it was more sensationalized. But there were but, videos of right. For the, in some of those cases, there right. were videos, and even if you look up, look at something like Trayvon Martin, that was sensationalized. There was no video in, in that case. It was just basically the story of the case that brought it forward. And in the case of some of these women, there were video that you can go on YouTube, you can see it, you can read about the case, but it didn't receive that same amount of traction. Mm-hmm. And I think that when talking about intersectionality, like one of the one of the main uh, things that people have to recognize is if you don't acknowledge it, then you don't. I guess if you, if you don't acknowledge sight, it, right, mind. right, you can't like correct or fix the problem because as a as a black person, when you're thinking about that, you think like, well, fuck, like there should be even more, not even more attention, but there should also be attention brought upon that because then people don't see the severity of the problem if they're only concentrating on men. Yeah, but I mean, within any within any group, there are going to be subgroups, right? And so I, I don't know. I just think it's difficult, especially for minorities, to to parse this out in 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 this way. And I understand the coverage is different. I understand. I saw a very interesting article. I think it was from the Root that said, um, "Black heterosexual heterosexual black men are the white men of black people," or something like that. Yes. Like that was that was. What they were going for? Yes. Do you? Why? Because I I read that and I thought I feel like y'all are reaching. I don't know what that what that specific article's take is. I just view it as you know how as black people you would sometimes say that white people don't get it because they don't ever 
um, live in the shoes of blackness all the time, right. not even 24-7. So there's only so much they can relate to it. And as a black person, when you try to communicate like your concerns or your issues to them, you um, they could be like, oh, you're overreacting or, or oh, you're, you're not like um, you're not taking into account the other side. So in the same way for for black men, and I even see this um, come up in the in this in the discussion of like the Me Too movement that hey like why why is why are our privileges or why do the things we believe have to be changed? And as a black person, I think like when I hear a black man speak about that, be like I always drift back to but wait, he was just like discussing the inherent racism of the system like a month ago, but y'all don't see like the like the connections or the similarities and these things. And I, I don't think it's exactly one for one similar, but I think that there's a, a lack of empathy on one side when discussing it. Like I, that's part and of the my hierarchies system. there. Like, for example, as a black man, you have patriarchy on your side. You may not have institutionalized racism on your side, but you know, in instances where women are oppressed, you don't relate. So, or you could think. Yeah, that no. I mean, I get that. I mean, as a, I get that. I mean, I know as a man, you come from a position of privilege in in many cases. So I understand that. I'm not disagreeing with intersectionality. Don't don't mind yeah. me saying this. I just didn't know what it was. I know, no, I know what you're saying, but like when, when, because I always have this uh, belief. Like whenever I hear any person of color sometimes talk about like the the conflict or the strife of another oppressed individual, when you don't see it through a, a specific lens, or even if you don't agree with it, a hundred percent, of course, because no one has that kind of agreement. But if you can't like sympathize and be like, oh, I get it to like some degree, to me, I think like you're missing it, and you don't have like any kind of ability to like, well. To, like, see from the other side or, like, put yourself in the other person's shoes. It just always seems like we're competing to see who has it worse. Yes, and that's part of one of the, one of the videos well, was... Why can't we just listen to who obviously has it worse? Who obviously has it worse? Women? Wait, remember what you said at the beginning? Yeah. Who obviously has it worse? Unattractive, gay, black. We already <laughs> established that. We, we, like, they have it worse. And, like, because... Jordan Peterson, in one of his uh, videos, he addresses this because he was talking about intersectionality and white privilege. And he essentially was saying that um, the left or modernists, like when they discuss intersectionality, what they're really talking about is individualism, because us as individuals all have different aspects of our personality. So how far do people on the left like want to take it? Because then there's like there's discussions of ableism and what were the, what were the, all the other isms that I'm probably forgetting like Cainism? what <laughs> there was a pie chart and I just remember that there was like a lot of lines in it it's the brother of ableism Cainism? yeah oh he, my god <laughs> it it killed ableism I hate that I laughed at that <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, can i just walk out of the room no 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 you're committed we're committed now we're getting we're doing this <laughs> so so for, uh <laughs> let me just move on so the jordan peterson video i'll put it in as another reference track but his his argument was like okay so how far like do you want to take it who was who was then going to be the most oppressed person would it be a uh, 
unattractive transgender person who is disabled and then is a person of color all at the same time and then that person gets to win the oppression olympics are is is anybody pushing back against this like are are there people tons Okay, uh, so there are people that are saying that are they saying that this doesn't exist, or are they saying that we have to look at things at a more macro level because we have to fight for civil rights and equality with everyone, like a like a blanket across all minorities rather than parsing it down to specific groups. So see, that's where it ends up being like on both sides. There are people who say that that you have to address these things on a macro level, and then it's it's one of the times that conservatives then want to be extremely nuanced and then say like well, listen, we can't address every single concern. Everyone has it, like, pretty badly. All lives matter. And all lives matter. So, like, why are we doing that? So, like, yeah, let's address it on, like, a more macro level. So one of the the perfect examples of intersectionality, we just had the anniversary of the Women's March and how after Donald Trump was elected, there were large protests all across America, large women's marches from coast to coast, and... Even watching that, like watching the Women's March, and you saw the number of people who were out there, a lot of white people and like a lot of women voted, a lot of white women specifically voted for Donald Trump. The majority of them voted for Donald Trump. So those were women who decided that um, in the case of, because we all saw what Trump stood for, they all decided that they ha- their concerns of what they would view as economic concerns, immigration concerns, or race played a bigger part than how Trump felt about women's issues or what he would do for women's issues. In the conception of the Women's March's organization, it was, wasn't it like originally organized by a man? And I don't, I don't know. No? No, it wasn't? Because, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like a man and a bunch of white women and then... A man and a bunch of white women decided to come up with the Women's March. Hey, I didn't know there was a Women's March. (laughs) When they started last year. After, after. There there was another one recently. Yeah, on the anniversary. Wait, wait. I just want to get boiled down to him not knowing about the Women's March. So, no, I mean, after after the inauguration, like with the the pussy hats. This shit apparently just happened, though. No, No, because it's the anniversary. It's the one year anniversary of it. There was, there was one last year, last right year. after Donald Trump's election, with the pink pussy hats. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, yeah. what, that's what we're talking about. Girl. Oh, because I'm reading that there's one that like just happened. Yeah, it, it just, just happened. happened, but there wasn't a lot of media coverage of it. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. see, that's where they go intersection because in the wide government and not giving. And not, see, no, they intersection the wide and didn't cover it because gals, wow, motherfuckers. I get it now. New podcast on 10th year seniors, gals. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I, I get it. But I, I, do, I do remember that. And I do remember women women being uh, one of the loudest voices or the loudest voice, the loudest demographic railing against Trump because more than anything else, he seemed to be anti-women. Yeah, you thought Trump is a bigot. You thought a lot of the things that he said were off the wall. Super racist, but more than anything, he seemed to be really really against women a lot of times apparent even his own wife he was i think that's what got him the most upset about hillary clinton why he still talks about exactly because he's like how does gal beat me that's really what he believes no what is she doing on the same field as me 
Yes. Like, how is she seen as an equal or someone who could possibly beat me? Like, that's the kind of aura that he gave and he continues to give off. Speaking yeah. of Hillary Clinton. Yes. She had done a lot of pandering to the black community during the election process. Where is she now? Has she... Well, she don't need y'all niggas no more. Like, she on tour. I mean, and then when you lose, speeches. you just go away. She probably, yeah, like, right, in the south of France right really now, like, smoking blunts. It's really embarrassing to lose to this dude, right? Cause, because she came in a couple months ago, and I think she gave her, her first speech or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And then she said some anti-Trump shit. And then she just kind of slinked away. And yet, I don't feel like you're going to see much of her in the news cycle yeah. for a while until it's time to get y'all niggas votes again. Because, like, even, like, Ta-Nehisi addressed this, right? He was like, Hillary Clinton seem like the way she had to run she had to run to the left of even barack obama when it came to race issues because she had to convince black people that she was on their side to that forget month. everything that happened to black people during her husband's term in office and that's that's what she did but like in regards to her disappearing and not talking about these issues she knew she fucked up she's like yeah sorry america and like america don't want to hear from her no more democrats don't want to hear from her anymore they were just like go away because every time you were around, even though, like, like you said, that like she like uh, brought up all of those issues, every time she's on TV, anything people can, the only thing I think people can think about is like you lost and you left us. You're the with, reason we're in this shitstorm right now. Left us with this tweeter. <laughs> left us with. This I mean, they did. President. They did intersect the shit out of her. Though. They did. I mean, to be they honest, did. she get yeah. she get intersect. There's you know, actually a Nigerian. He's going to be saying this for like a very long time. There's actually well, a Nigerian series called Intersections. I just want to put that. You just watch Nigerian TV? Yes. Which channel it is? I forget, but it's like what kind of pocket you have? A good pause. one. <laughs> <laughs> no pause. <laughs> I mean, I won't know. <laughs> no, do not go Google it right now and look it up during the podcast. Sorry. Please don't keep going, yo. So, <laughs> one of the things we saw on the Women's March is, like, one of the more famous pictures is, like, a black woman holding up a sign saying that 53% of white women voted for Donald Trump just to make sure that that message resonated. Because when, because for I a, love the a one black that was person, like... I hope all of you lovely white ladies are going to be out to the next BLM march. And but nope, they weren't. <laughs> but see, again, though, is you're further parsing down your already limited demographic because now it's like you're fighting within your already small in-group. I mean, and that is... But they're pa- not necessarily in the in-group. Aren't they? Because if you're talking... How are they not, How though? are white women in the in-group of a Black Lives Matter? Don't white women get intersex, too? Not really. Really? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait a I mean, because based on the definition <laughs> and the way I understand yes. it, I think yeah. they do, though, because it's not because just, as a, from what I understand, I, it's not just, as a it's white not just woman. race. It can also be a class thing. Right. So if you're a poor white woman, you can totally get intersex the fuck up, just like everybody else. Right, but most of the people who rally for feminism that are white women, they're usually well-educated middle to upper class not necessary you won't really see a lot of poor white women getting platforms to promote feminism because they gotta focus on paying them bills that's what i'm saying and like uh, and what you what you brought up about um a white woman who faces intersectionality and when we talk about like the percentage of the vote that trump got is that 
at some point like yes they face a level of oppression when it comes to sexism and misogyny but um when it comes to issues like race do they care about that in the same way like they want support for a women's march and like as kelly brought up like where do you go during the time of like black lives matter do you care about the issue as passionately so no obvious obviously you won't because people are going to care about the issues that are most important to them yeah so if you when you break it down on these micro levels everyone within that in group is going to focus on what's most important and what we to end them. up then talking about especially when it comes to laws and reforms that people want is like the idea of politics so when the idea of politics comes about and like the idea of power comes about like you want me to support your candidate but when it comes to my issues you don't give a fuck you only give a fuck when it comes to like your issues you can't empathize or sympathize with someone who is different than you or faces different levels of oppression than you and that's where a lot of the conflict comes from and when you see this on the left and you see like this kind of yeah these issues can be addressed but like sometimes um when it's people who have the same like kind of political same political leanings it's like well why can't you see my side and then when we go out to like um promote or just like create new laws don't you consider the way that it's going to affect me and like my class or my group of people there was this one sign that i saw today i think it was from last year's women's march where there was this white woman proudly holding up this sign i don't i know people might not agree with me here but she was proudly holding up this sign saying that you know trans women are men and that is the basis of trans exclusionary radical feminism where there's this idea that trans women are not women so we shouldn't fight for their rights and that's very exclusionary in the grand scheme of like fighting for women's rights wait i'm trying to follow this path here so she had a sign that said trans women are men right so her argument basically was, y'all can't be in our struggle because right. y'all, aren't y'all ain't a part of our struggle right. y'all are not one of us ah, she's doing the dave Chappelle bit you didn't watch the Chappelle bit. no i didn't because dave Chappelle was like you know why people care about trans issues now because white, white men, men want to do it want to do it so now it became a bigger issue since white men decided that there's more of them who wanted to be trans so her argument is that they don't belong at the march they right. shouldn't be there wow so even so again within this very limited group that's been parsed down about four times into subgroups they're now they're doing it again i can't keep up with this show i can't so they just call so that's that's what they call turfs people Trans that exclusionary radical feminism turfs jesus christ we're old this is why she has to be on the podcast. She has to tell us these things. How else are we gonna? No, know? no, no. I enjoy, I enjoy being educated. I'm I'm learning a lot about the intersectionality. Okay, so like, what turfs. do they do at the marches? Is there like beef coming on? Like, do like people argue back and forth? Of course. Yeah. That's what people do with their time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, actually, at the you... marches, because like one of the signs from last year was a white woman holding up a sign saying, "Women are the niggers of the world." Oh boy. And like a person of color, wasn't that like a Yoko Ono? Quote? Yes, it's a Yoko Ono quote. And a person who was like an Asian woman went up to her and be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing?" And then this white woman's response was, "Think about it." Think about it. Oh yeah. 
Sure, I, I get it. What it? What is? What is your take on that, Kelly? On these these turfs? Is this? It, I mean, could that possibly be seen as beneficial to the movement? Like, doesn't it undercut your message when when you continue to do that to your own group, or are they considered not a part of the group? I mean, I completely agree that it does undercut the message. I mean. Why would you want to exclude people from a group that want to be a part of your group? Doesn't really make a whole bunch of sense to me. So, so you should be like courting and getting as much allies on your side That's as, how I feel. as needed or else you just end up excluding an entire group of people who, you know, maybe could help your cause. Right. Or do you just want to struggle? Because sometimes like when I hear about these things, I think people just want to struggle like in silence or on the side. And then to win the oppression Olympics, be like, no one ever helped me. No one ever, you know, gave me any kind of assistance when it came to my issues. Did, do niggas know, like, ain't no ability in being the most impressed? Like, there's nothing There's nothing great about saying I have it worse than everybody else. That just means you continue to fucking lose. Like, there's no, there's no upside to that. There's no... <laughs> like, you win a medal in the Olympics. In the oppression Olympics, you just continue to get shitted on. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, Why are you looking at me? No, Is it because I am a black queer woman? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. No, I mean, I just want to say because, like, I feel at some like point, in college when uh-huh. like they start talking about like slavery even, and shit, and like you're it. the only black person in the room, and everyone, and everyone's just you. like. What do you? What do you? What are your? <laughs> what are your opinions on slavery? Can you please tell us? As... I was there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was. I was a slave. I just got my freedom papers, and then I enrolled in into school, and like I have so many thoughts on these issues. But not even just slavery. Like I can imagine black people being in college now during an era of like Black Lives Matter, or uh, when you see like police brutality getting more attention that they would always have to respond in the group and then there would be like just people who want to talk about it inside their classrooms and they have to sit there and then just listen to these people, you know, give their comments on their community and just be like, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to respond other than in anger. Who's, who's Lacey Green? Bam. There you go. Okay. Lacey Gray is this YouTuber. She started out um, with this channel that was pro-feminist, and she used to do a lot of educational videos on, like, feminist terms, trying to educate people on intersectionality. She did a lovely video with Cheska Lee that um, is great. And then she ended up on some youtube with this trans woman who i don't really know what her problem is but it kind of snowballed into this thing where lacy she started doubting herself and then there was a whole bunch of backlash against her youtube channel where there were reaction videos where people criticized her videos and then she started dating this white supremacist and now she is basically everything that she used to like preach against. Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> 
So she just do a complete heel just turn. Just like 180. Yes, that's the perfect wrestling thing. Yeah. She did a complete 180. She was all about the feminist movement. Like, that like white Kelly supremacist said. dick must be something fierce. I made Kelly. I was like, I got to see what this dude look like. And he ain't to... even fine. Does he look like Ryan Reynolds? No. He looked like. I'm not going to lie. Pause, right? I was like, this is going to be the best looking white supremacist yeah, that like, anyone has like, ever seen. Like if Channing Tatum decided to be a that's white supremacist. I, that's the kind of white supremacist dick I thought she this... was getting at the time. And I was just like. <laughs> I mean, she's okay looking. So, like, if she was getting, like, a Channing Tatum, Gosling-level supremacist... Yeah. I mean, Understandable, yeah. I mean, because She would have been with... dick-drunk the whole time and be like, I don't know, fuck y'all. It's like, yeah, you gotta go with whatever they want. And then uh, I saw it, and no. He just... Does he look like a typical meth head? Kelly, he just, looks just like... bam, so I can find this picture for now. <laughs> like, if, like, Jughead from Archie Comics was a real person. Oh. Wow, that's a great description. <laughs> Come on, Lacey fucking Green. Lacey exactly. Fucking, Lacey, Lacey fucking Green. Green. Wait, what was this dude's name again? I guess Chris Ray Gunn. So Ray it. Gunn. Oh my God. When once you got three names, that's a wrap. Like I know he's a racist. I have three names. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's a racist then. Wow. Wow. I'm like I mean, the you, least wait, racist. But you ain't from the rural south though. Listen, just save that take. Not until you're at podcast ten. She has just okay. Here, here now. Okay. I know this is a. Uh, audio medium and you guys can't see this but that yeah. there he is jesus christ <laughs> you look like a bitch like he didn't even look like the kind of white supremacist that you would even be remotely afraid of. oh my god chris reagan was he in charlottesville i i'm gonna go ahead and say he was in charlottesville <laughs> so basically <laughs> wild speculation keep going yeah. okay so so basically because of the white oh, supremacist this is, this is a great picture of him I'm sorry. oh my god <laughs> So basically, because of the white supremacist dick, she no longer is fighting for any of the the civil rights and equality that women seek now. No, she now, doesn't care. She I mean, doesn't care. I don't know. I don't know if she doesn't care about feminism. So is she now also a racist? Uh, wait, I think you have to you be have to date be, a white supremacist, right? White yeah. So how could you what care? What the fuck about, y'all talking about? I know. So what y'all talking about? How do you <laughs> care about the equality that women are supposed to achieve if you don't care about the? If you don't include because black women in you're that, you're not that I group. Get it. They're getting they're getting intersexed. Intersexed. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Look at him. He's doing so well. Okay. <laughs> Next up. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. We got to talk about the Aziz stuff because, as I said earlier, this had some echoes of intersectionality because Did yes, oh. because he is a South Asian man and. When when this Aziz Ansari story broke, which everyone, if you listen to Tenth Year Seniors podcast, especially I need a minute, you know about the story. So Aziz, know. my nigga, I hate it had to be him. <laughs> yes, So when when the story broke on Aziz and it ended up being everywhere, and he had to issue a response to it, what a lot of people of color were saying that there was almost like a lynch mob of elite east coast liberal well-educated white women who just ha- were having none of any kind of nuanced discussion about it and then just wanted to be like aziz ansari is lumped in with just this entire litany of bad behavior of of men and in the atlantic piece um that came out in defense of aziz i was actually shocked to read that 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 got printed in the atlantic um, where someone, where uh, the woman who who wrote the piece basically said that 
these white women were taking down a minority and lumping them into the same um, version of the Me Too movement. But and because a lot and of she the also reaction had this yeah. take where she was saying that, you know, you modern day women, you don't really understand sexual assault like we did back in my day. Right. Like our sexual assault was real. Like, yeah, <laughs> that is basically what she was saying. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you get feel up a little bit. That's it. <laughs> like that was her kind of like reasoning behind it. But. So there was an entire backlash of people and uh, who were I don't even I wouldn't even consider it being on Aziz's side like they, it wasn't a side. The story was, more so, was so clearly different than everything else we've heard. Though. It was, but it was more so that there were people who were then saying and because their backlash to and he's to so what, small. <laughs> hold on, you know what that reminds me of when um. Sorry, the Carolina story when she was down here and the Ecuadorian dudes and Carolina was like, I could beat the two of them up. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> like yeah. she would always say that. He's so small. You've been drunk. She's like, yeah, I'm good. But like. But in hindsight, I- it's 2020, right? If you're actually not in the moment and you're not living that experience, you can speculate and say that you would do anything. Mm-hmm. You can speculate that say like, oh yeah, I would have clearly defined my boundaries and I would have clearly told him that I am not consenting to this. But real life is not really like that. Oh, it is now. You better be getting that consent. Get consent at every step. I get consent when I pass every base. Every base? Got to now. Can it's we like define the bases? Because I was never. Oh yeah. Okay. So first base is just first base is just kissing. I right? hope you don't teach guys in this. <laughs> like when y'all talking about baseball. I mean, he plays baseball, so he's going to he's going to be an athlete. He's going to learn very quickly what first base is. Yes. So first base is just kissing, right? Second base is when you get involved when you get your hands involved. So second base is when we get grabby with the whole thing. You know, start to get some TNA action in there. Now, when you're around third is when you breach the vagina. Mm. That is third base. So this is only um, like the male version or someone that's attracted to women. Or that's do you mean just that's, genitals? That's the only well, person I know how to speak for. Okay, well, because cool. yeah. then I don't think what is anyone else has defined their base their yeah. base because okay. they haven't had the structure okay. and they could like not right. give a fuck about okay. sports okay. as you sat here and right. watched football here we go <laughs> like, there you go yeah well, I, I understand what is a first down I, like that I don't yeah. know how I don't know how other people describe it without basis that to me I don't know okay first kissing second hands third genitals yeah and then fourth that's the home run that's when you get penetration <laughs> so the in- dick uh, first <laughs> dick first dick first penetration we should, we should even talk about that so like the the Aziz thing highlighted that because a lot of the backlash because there was a lot of people on the left who again I'm saying like they were not defending Aziz they were just saying that you have to have like some nuance in it and they don't believe that a section of people who were feminists sorry feminist Twitter they didn't believe I don't identify as a feminist they don't what do you listen, identify as they <laughs> I am a womanist I know what that is so. Feminism is overly saturated with white opinions. Right. And I do you need not something for black to that. Exactly. So black yards to say womanist. Yeah. Or are you, are you trying to get it trending? Because I feel no, like a lot of black yards to say feminist still. Yeah, but, you know, it's because it's more widely known. Mm, okay. And I think that's where a lot of the, I guess, the debate surrounding the Aziz thing 
came from in a lot because you you saw a lot of women who were okay so like what do you think about the women who were who went out and were defending aziz like passionately and saying what they would have done in the situation because you were saying like you don't know unless you're there so like you can't just you know just promote like you would have done anything differently so what do you think about the women who go out and like i have to defend them i have to say something in defense of aziz because they think that the story was either misrepresented or overhyped or i can agree to some point that you know That's that's the new Drake. Don't worry about it. Okay, I can agree to that a certain important. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can agree to like a certain point that um, the story was a bit overhyped, considering what actually happened. But at the same time, I don't understand why people are so just okay with the fact that a woman was in a sexual situation that was so traumatizing for her that mm-hmm. like she felt like she had to go out and like talk about it mm-hmm. you know but like was it really that bad like it had to have been that bad to go out and be like wow hooking up with Aziz sorry is terrible wait because see then that's where like I think like a line of delineation comes in because people try to look at like when you judge a situation like do you assess and judge each individual one you look at it pragmatically or do you look at it like um, like more holistically in terms of what everyone else is going through? Because what you're describing is specific to her feelings and her feeling in the moment. So is her feeling in the moment then able to define an entire situation and then rather just go on to define an entire movement or the way that a movement is then perceived? I don't know. I feel like I'm not speaking for everyone when I say this. but Just speak for the womanists. Wow. I feel like I'm being attacked. What? <laughs> no. How, Sway? How, Sway? No. No, I can't speak for all people, like, of a group, but I can uh-huh. speak for myself when, like, I have had people vent to me about situations where they feel like, you know, maybe I wasn't really that comfortable with this. And maybe, you know if somebody was able to read my nonverbal cues a little bit better, they would realize that I didn't really consent to this. And I think that telling these kinds of stories will put men kind of like up on game where they're not so confident just going into situations, bullying women. Just to going like, in dick first. Right. I mean, that's... that's I mean, don't go in dick first. I, mean, that's just... I, I don't know what to do with the rest of my life if I can't go and dig first like this just... you have to change the entire way I know I have, I, have to un- I have to unlearn have to a unlearn lot of, I have to unlearn a lot of behavior and is, basically yeah, be it's resurrected it's yeah, it's like is unlearning that's behavior fair. that bad like that no 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 fucking... it's not bad and no, I, I I have I have embraced it I have realized all of the many many faults that I've had since my adolescence and Same. now I I rise like a phoenix from the ashes, a new man asking consent all the time. Talking about new man, right? Like, and what she has on the second part of that, Aziz is fine. Don't panic. He okay. Netflix ain't dropping him. Nah, there will be a master of nine season three. You know what? You know what? You know what made it so? You know what made it so great? The way he handled it, and the way everyone else who's had a scandal break, the way they handled it completely night and fucking day. Because he had a conversation with this girl the next day, and you could see where he was like. 
really apologetic Bye-bye. in private and trying to explain things in private I also anyone's like it. his text message made me want to hear his version of the story which he, i think he, he will really, never tell he really didn't know like he really didn't know based on the text messages like it seemed like a everything cool like message and then when you read her version it's like everything ain't fucking cool you couldn't have think everything was cool according to her version of the story I mean, apparently he did so because the minute, his, the minute exactly, when she, so the minute when version? she told him, the minute when she was like, "Hey, this ain't popping," didn't he stop? Kind of, and then reengage. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just like, he's like, let that simmer for a little bit. I mean, it's up, <laughs> let me try again. I mean, it's up to try catch her rebound. <laughs> Got a dry guess. She rebound. Like, so, like this entire thing. Playing dead. Like the the Aziz is fine thing made me think about like all the men in this scenario and like some of them got fired, and the ones who I think got fired were already like really really fucking rich, and like Russell Simmons like stepped away from his company as a really really rich man. So it then made you think like, well, then what's really happening to people? Like, is the cultural importance or influence? It ends up being more important than what's actually happening to any individual man. Because all these niggas seem like for a fair amount like good. And I was even telling you like Harvey Weinstein is going out to dinners. Like yeah, he's getting in confrontation with people and people are slapping him. I mean he's but, still rich. But he's still rich and he's still going out and ain't no charges get filed. Like the New York pe- uh, Police Department, they're probably still investigating him. But like what's actually happening to any of these people? Like Bill Cosby free. I don't, I don't know. These niggas seem fine to me. Like, that mean Woody Allen. <laughs> Woody Allen. He never got in himself. He never got in trouble in the first place. Like, j- these niggas get bad press. Like even Roman Polanski, right? I remember when. Just go to Europe. The he did that shit, admitted it, and then Hollywood still let him make movies. And I remember when the penis came out. And <laughs> I, there's what, one thing. What? There's one thing I know about. Ronaldo Dorsey, <laughs> is that he was gonna laugh as soon as I said it. Like in my head, I was trying to make the calculations. Like, do I say this? The Adrian fucking Brody movie. You remember when the penis came out? What happened? When, when the he, penis came out. When up? he played the piano, did it slap you in the face? And then he <laughs> did you touch it? And the movie was did the penis touch you for so many awards? <laughs> as as a piece of art, did it and touch it, you? And it was nominated for so many awards. Did it make you cry? And I just sat there and was like, these people are just really saying that. Welcome back. Your movie can still be judged with all these other movies, and like you're fine. Just stay in Europe, and you can make movies. You'll get nominated. You just can't show up to accept it. I feel like we do that with celebrities in general. Eh? Like once you have this talent that we like, we will overlook anything else that you do in life. Chris Brown. Yeah, that's true. true but say. people R. don't Kelly. really overlook what they do. I feel like they're very, very scrutinized in the media. Ooh. Chris Brown? Yeah, and I think it's just because he's black. Well, I think people forget about Yeah, him. but forget the media, though. The fans and the people responsible for his career have not scrutinized him enough because he yeah, still like, sells out shows Brown, and like, the niggas tw- sells, many, like, a millions of records. followers on, like, that's social media. Like, all these people following no him matter saying what they R. Kelly still in does. love with Chris Brown and... Every time I see that, and like I would like see like gals coming on, I'd be like, "That's amazing!" Yeah, like I don't see that kind of love for Chris Brown. Boy, I do. So he like we look at different places. In your world, he would have like twenty thousand followers if that were true. But I think no, I don't think that he would have twenty thousand followers Uh because he's famous and people love his music. But I still feel like. A lot of the media, like all the press that comes out about him, is pretty negative. 
when he's actually in the news, you're saying, yeah, like when he makes news for stuff. But to, to go back to what Kari was saying earlier I mean, about Weinstein, wild sometimes, Weinstein so like, and all them like, dudes, none of that, the negative person you're talking about, none of that actually hurt his career. Like, his albums still go platinum or whatever, he still performs everywhere like it has not affected his career in the least bit so there's legitimately been like no punishment other than that that negative press it hasn't hurt it hasn't hurt any of these dudes they're fine men are fine they ain't changing behavior like me they ain't us they rich they famous when i go to carnival i will no longer go dick first i will bow the young lady will curtsy and i will ask if i can i will ask if i can have this wine may have this dance then i will then i will if you don't say if you don't say my lady it's wrong (laughs) then after that i will pick her up (laughs) proper pelvic thrust seven times proper put her down no. When she requested, when she requests to be put down, because oh. sometimes she might want to be lifted yes. into the air. Because yeah. ask at every ask consent at every turn. Because let's be honest, the road is very long, and sometimes people get tired. On the Are road. there bases on the road, Ooh. boy? Because I think a chip, or no eye contact, and then the asking is for, is first. So you got eye contact, right? Uh-huh. And then the initial the initial wine, right? And yes. then you got the look of approval. Look of approval. The look of approval got to be like second base. Kelly, are you familiar with the look of approval? No, it's I just a, feel it's like non-verbal consent. No, because we were talking. Okay. Yeah. My whining experience is usually I am whining by myself, yeah, and feeling then myself, and then I just yeah feel it on my that was me backside. <laughs> That was, me. <laughs> that, was, that was me. Dick first. Yeah. Dick first. Go in dick first. And then when that happens, and then the girl You either looks. turn around, you yeah. look. And, and you can you chip away. It, you, just you back away, but then when you get the look of approval and she goes more intense. That's consent. That's consent, right? Yeah. But what about when she chips away, and then you see this happen at Carnival, and then, and the, then dude the dude comes back chip- again. Yeah. You know what was great, though? I brought this up to Takia and John, and John was like, I don't understand why someone would go back after they get turned out. Yeah. John was yeah, legitimately confused. No, he was it, just no, like, no, 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 that makes no sense. He's like, at Carnival, why would anyone do this? And like, I was like, are you a sociopath? Yeah, and Takia had to tell him, she's like, no, John, that happens all the time. Dudes no, I know. I've, I've seen dudes do it, and I, oh, I, just like John, I thought it's weird as fuck, because when she chips away, there is a girl right next to her who probably will not chip away i mean there are options you don't have to be all creepy and like a sociopath so if you're all going out to carnival taking into account the perils of going in dick first yeah take into account what now change your behavior fellas intersex Intersex. change your behavior should even call this podcast intersection i just call it intersex because if i can change we all can change Wow. Thank Profound. you from from Rocky. Is it Rocky? Rocky Four. Rocky, Rocky Four. four. Rocky yeah. Four. We fought, we Ivan fought Drago. the Soviets. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's no one podcast intro right there. We're not going to talk about dolls on this podcast, <laughs> but eventually on one. Boy, look, okay, I can need to be on that one. You, can, <laughs> you I get, know what? We will reconvene. For I the get dolls. two of them. There oh. will be. You know what? Not this week, but the following week, we're going to do a podcast on dolls. We need. We need like more of the crescendo. The wave hasn't peaked yet. There's like maybe three versions of the dolls I've seen. I think you can see another one. I gotta wait till. I think there are quite a bit. There are quite a bit. Enough for a brothel. What they what they guys guys take notes. No, just before we go. I just want to know what they cost right now. My birthday coming up. Like two grand. Boy, I gotta wait till the price drop. This like the first iPhone. This has been a genius podcast. I get no iPhone until seven. Wait a minute. (laughs) Nobody's woke.